Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And we are back with Mark Fiorentino, self-taught metaphysician, author of Master of Reality. All right, Mark, let's get into the unified field theory. Off the top, I was in my very basic um, way trying to explain the unified field theory. I said, imagine playing with different toys. You have a soccer ball, uh, a remote-controlled car, and a magnet, and each toy seems to follow its own set of rules. The soccer ball rolls and it bounces. That's gravity in motion. You've got a remote-controlled car that moves with electricity, and then you've got a magnet that sticks to certain metals. So if you could find a single set of rules or instructions that explains how to play with all these toys, that's what Einstein was after, but for the entire universe's forces. Uh, that's a very rudimentary explanation. You give me a better one. Well, there's a simple explanation, and I'll go into a little more detail. Electromagnetism and gravity emerge as aspects of a single fundamental field. That's the very basic unified field theory. And really what that means is I deconstructed electromagnetism into the primary forces, and I've defined three primary forces, the electrostatic field, the magnetic field, and the gravitational field. These are three different types of bending of space. In my theory, those forces, those are the forces, bendings of a quasi-elastic solid. So all three of the primary fields, which are the electric, magnetic, and gravitation, are in fact part of the same unified structure, which is the ether. So he believed, Einstein believed in the ether all the way up until just before 1905. And then the Michelson-Morley experiment threw everybody for a loop, and the ether was abandoned. But not entirely by Einstein, because he kept using that model to make equations for both special and general relativity, in particular general relativity. But that's the unified field theory, just trying to find the relationship, how 
the magnetic force and the electrostatic force are related and create a gravitational field. And that's how that's what I worked on and worked out in in my book and in the paper that I put on the internet at ResearchGate. That problem is solved by using a, a mathematical formula that's basically the moment of inertia. And I calculated the rate of motion of um, the quarks inside neutrons and protons and was able to use that uh, further calculation to calculate their masses, add them together, and it wound up being the exact amount of what we measure for the neutron and the proton. So that's the connection. Finding a connection from gravity to the electrostatic and magnetic field. There is a definite connection. The motion of electromagnetic fields, this is an interesting story. Um, when I was writing the book, it was raining one day. It was raining pretty hard. And I came up with the, the best sentence that I could think of basically saying that gravity is caused by the accelerated motion of unbalanced fundamental charges. I remember writing that sentence and then hitting the period button. And as soon as I did that, there was this huge crack of thunder, and I got some chills. And I said, wow, this is right. I got it. This is very important piece of information right here. And, How did you uh, describe space as a quasi-electric solid? Is that the, the term you used? Quasi-elastic solid. Oh, elastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a material. The only thing there really exists physically, everything is made from it. So all the particles, matter and energy particles, are configurations of that medium. They're little tiny wave particle fields that are electrostatic. All particles have an electrostatic charge of some manner, and that charge moves. So when that happens, uh, since it's either clockwise or counterclockwise, it rotates and causes the magnetic field to emerge. So the magnetic field is a secondary force along with gravity, which is another emerging force. It doesn't happen until those particles move in an accelerated manner. So that's the connection. That's what Einstein was looking for. He, he'd, Einstein argued that if one believed wholeheartedly in the basic idea of a field theory, matter should enter not as an interloper, but as an honest part of the field itself. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what's true in this universe, in this reality. These particles moving within the ether cause magnetism and cause the gravitational field. It's all interconnected now. That's in my book, and it certainly is in that paper. And now I'm moving on from that discovery to another vitally important discovery, which is the cause of particle motion. That's what I'm just about to complete right now. I have the equations that describe particle motion. Okay, so uh, space, it's, we, we tend to think of space as just being empty, the void. You're saying it has a physical property. It's a quasi-elastic solid. If it's, when I'm, and I'm thinking of that word, I'm focusing on that word elastic because we can stretch an elastic. 
It'll snap back. It'll contract. It'll expand. We can bend it. We can, yeah. that means space can be stretched and contract. Yeah, uh, you, and, you, you, right. You're doing a good job. You, you, quasi means <clears throat> that when you put a field of force, like a magnetic field, out into space, let's say, and you hold the magnet there, space snaps into that shape. When you remove the magnet, it snaps back to a flat Euclidean geometry. That's quasi. Elastic means it can be bent, deformed in little positions. It's not really, the space is not really in motion at all. It's absolutely stationary. But you can bend it, pull it, contract it, twist it, stretch it, and solid. Solid just means that which is continuous. It has no parts. It is one continuous medium. And there's evidence that that's true. Space has measurable properties of permittivity and permeability. You could take the meters out into the deepest space out there and you, you can measure its permeability and perm permittivity and permeability. If space were made of nothing at all, it wouldn't have any value, any number that could be measured because it doesn't exist. And there's no evidence that it doesn't exist. Every time we check it, it's there. It takes light so much time to get from the sun to the earth because it has to traverse within a medium. If that medium were made of nothing, distance equals rate times time, we solve for time, it would take zero time to traverse the distance from the sun to the earth because we're saying that space is equal to nothing. But that's not true. It takes about eight and a half minutes. More evidence that space is a something. I, I can go on and on with Maxwell's <laughs> equations. It, it, there's so much evidence that it's this thing, and it's the really the only thing there is that makes up this entire physical universe. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating 
for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, given that space is a quasi-elastic solid, um, what does that mean in terms of anti-gravity? Well, that's why I worked on the cause of particle motion. Uh, After I wrote the book, I decided that I wasn't done yet. I needed to solve the anti-gravity problem and bring that into the unified field theory because obviously it exists. We've got video from the military of these crafts that are not using jets. They're not using rockets. They're not using any traditional airplane wings or anything like that to fly. They're using a spatial bias field which has either got to be electrostatic in nature or magnetic, high magnetics, high electrostatic fields. This is the only way that these things could be doing what they're doing. So I knew I had to, Einstein never really considered anti-gravity that much. Nobody in that time really thought about it, but it's obviously part of the unified field theory because it's a force that exists. We just got to learn how to make it. So I started to study the cause of particle motion because I saw that's important. And I thought to myself, Einstein must have thought of this too. So I began reading through all his unified field theory papers, looking for the words that say that he was working on particle motion. And you know what? I found it. Unified field theory based on Riemann metrics and distance parallelism year 1930 and also 1925. The last two sentences in that paper say, nevertheless, I'm still far away from claiming the physical validity of the equations I derived. The reason for that is that I did not succeed in deriving equations of motion for particles yet. He had the same idea. And as he said, nothing happens unless something moves. And that's an incredibly deep statement. The universe goes dark if all particles stop moving. It's a fundamental law that had to be figured out, and I solved it on October the 2nd, 2023. That was the day I found the constant equation. So I was able to work out how photons move, and that's what this paper is all about, which reveals the thing called the slip wave. The slip wave is what particles use to move. It's also the same method that I'm sure of, that UFOs, uh, ETs, it's an entry-level technology that allows spaceships to break the light speed barrier 
and use anti-gravity along with Gravity 2, which is going to be a new discovery. Uh, the slip wave, along. the slip wave spatial bias drive. Okay, can you explain that in real simple terms? Well, what I've discovered with this particle motion formulization is that you need a dipole. And what's a dipole? A dipole, north and south magnetic pole, that's a dipole. Positive and negative poles of electric voltage and current uh, in power supplies and such. These are dipoles. The, when you make incredibly strong fields, a gravitational field, a linear gravitational field emerges from the north and the south pole of, let's say, the magnets. It's the easier one to talk about. Um, so, but it takes an incredibly powerful magnet to do that. And this is the, what's been reported from people who are studying UFOs and from the Air Force used to bring magnetometers um, to measure the magnetic fields. And um, they knew that the, some of the UFOs were using high magnetics, whereas uh, other devices, other uh, UFOs were using electrogravitic, like the Mark McClandish flux liner. And uh, so there's two methods, and those were clues that I used to develop the theory of uh, the slip wave. So when you build a strong slip field, you surround your spaceship with it, and it, it forms a cardioid shape, and uh, what I discovered is the north pole of the magnet, actually the lines of force are going opposite of what they are depicted on, in the textbooks. They made a mistake, and how do I know that? Because the experiments that I did in my little lab in the garage indicated that when the north pole or positive pole is up, the device that's emitting that uh, voltage or that uh, magnetic field is lighter. And when I flip it, it measures, it weighs more. I've done this three times now. I'm on to my fourth experiment. Now, I can't absolutely eliminate the possibility that the magnetic fields are interacting with the Earth's magnetic field. So I've devised a new experiment where I could cancel that field and then try it again. But this is this is what got me to realize that anti-gravity comes from dipole fields, strong ones. And it's a gravitational field at the front and an anti-gravity field at the back. But it's linear. It's a straight line going through the center of the x-axis of the field. <coughs> Excuse me. So have you achieved, do you have things levitating, uh, small objects in your garage? I mean, have you achieved anti-gravity? I haven't because I, I'm afraid of the, the power that's needed. I cannot get enough power to do the magnetics ones. All I could do is hope at low magnetics I can measure the phenomena and get some data points. I have a much better chance. We, as a race of human beings, has a much better chance if we use the electrogravitic model because that doesn't require the huge amounts of current flow. You just need very high voltages, which is something we're pretty good at, you know, being able to develop those kinds of circuitry. And, you know, that scares me a little bit to do that, too, so I, I haven't gotten into that. But 
I would like to say if you're a person that knows how to design high-voltage capacitors, contact me because I have an idea for an experiment, and this experiment can put us over the top. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.